Our Eastern Illinois Athletics Hall of Fame series continues this week on EIU Panthers Podcast. Welcome to episode 87. I'm your host, Rich Moser. This week, we talk with Marlies Davidson. Davidson was a three-sport athlete at Eastern Illinois, which is a unique feat in these modern times when athletes excelling at just one sport is hard enough. Davidson was a standout in the pool as a sprint swimmer, a member of the EIU women's rugby team playing in a unique event, and a middle distance runner on the track team helping EIU secure an Ohio Valley Conference Championship. She talks about all of those experiences and her current job in the medical profession. Season three of EIU Panthers podcast is underway and you can listen to any episodes past or present wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Search EIU Panthers podcast available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iHeart Podcasts, and Amazon. Consolidated Communications is a proud sponsor of EIU Athletics. Want to learn more about the power of broadband for your home or business? Then visit consolidated.com today. The home opener for EIU football is on tap this weekend for Eastern Illinois as all fall sports are now in full swing. The football team hosts Chattanooga for a back-in-black game on Hall of Fame weekend. Women's soccer and volleyball are both on the road this weekend before the EIU volleyball team returns home next Wednesday to host Illinois at First Midcourt at Lance Arena. To stay up to date on the latest news, scores, and stats, visit us online at eiupanthers.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at EIU underscore Panthers or Instagram at EIU Panther Nation. Now this week's episode of EIU Panthers podcast with 2022 EIU Hall of Fame inductee Marlies Davidson. And welcome to another edition of EIU Panthers podcast. We continue our Hall of Fame series. We are joined today by Marlies Davidson Fiedler. Fiedler is her married name. She will be inducted into the EIU Athletic Hall of Fame this year as part of the class, a three-sport athlete here at Eastern Illinois. And we're going to talk about all of those during our podcast. But Marlies, thanks for joining us on the program today. Thank you for having me. I'm very honored. Now for you, I, I, I start this this question with all of the Hall of Fame people is you get the call from Tom Michael kind of what is the the reaction there when you get that call and then for you we're going to add a little subplot backstory behind that but I'll, I guess the reaction to getting the call first. Um, I was pretty excited and surprised you know it's it's been a while and you know it was really nice to hear um, you know I was pretty honored to to be selected for it you know, and it kind of brought back all the feelings and happiness of being an athlete at Eastern, you know, they kind of forget about after the year. So it was, it was pretty nice. Now the subplot backstory I, I tell people is it took me a little while to track you down. And I know it took a little while for Tom to get in, in touch with you, but for good reason, I happened to find you on Facebook and you were in the, when we were trying to track people down, you were actually in the hospital giving birth to your to your new child. So definitely understandable as to why you were kind of off the grid there. Um, so congratulations on that. And I guess, you know, what is it like, what has that been like for you? You just relatively this, I think you have several other children as well, but it's always nice to, to go through that experience. I do. This was my third one. Um, he came a little bit as a surprise. So I've got a older daughter and, um, and a son in the middle. And then this one, um, it's, it's been good, you know, um, having sports has prepared me cause there's a lot of running around that yes. you do with three. <laughs> so it's, it's been a transition, but you know, it's always nice to have another addition to the family. 
Now for you, we, we talked about you were a, a being inducted as a, you were a three sport athlete here at Eastern Illinois. Didn't necessarily come as a three sport athlete, but transitioned to that during your career. And that's a little bit different. And I think unique in the fact that if you look in hall of fames of a lot of schools, athletes in the forties, fifties, sixties were multi-sport athletes really based on the number of people that played sports in college. It's not as common nowadays what kind of maybe pride do you take in that in terms of being a, a multi-sport athlete at the college level? Um, I take a lot of pride in it. You know, it was a great honor to be able to do both. Um, it was one that, you know, when I was looking at schools and back in high school that, you know, I, I knew I wanted to swim and that was kind of my primary sport, but I really liked playing rugby. And, you know, when I called other places, they kind of laughed at me when I asked them if I could play rugby and swim or they would say yes until they found out what rugby was. And then <laughs> that was the end of that. Um, you know, and I remember talking to coach Padovan and going, Hey, you know, I'd really be interested in playing rugby. I heard you have the first division one team here. And he said, Oh yeah, that'd be great. And I went, really? And I went, you, you, you know, my next response was, you know what rugby is, right? <laughs> and, and he laughed and said, yes. And so that was where we began. And, you know, it, it was challenging at times. I mean, I recall my first year, I think there was a meet that we had that happened to fall on the same day as a rugby game. And uh, coach Padovan put me in the first two events. So that way I could swim the first two events back to back and then run out onto the rugby field. So I went right from the pool downstairs through the parking lot, dripping wet <laughs> through all my rugby stuff and ran straight onto the field and made it, I think about 10 seconds before the kickoff. So you know, it was challenging, but I loved it. I loved having the team and the camaraderie from both. I had the rugby girls coming out to my swim meets and I had the swimmers coming out to the rugby game. So it, it really made it a nice, nice feeling to have both. Now for, for you, you kind of answered my question there, but I was going to ask rugby not didn't have scholarships per se. Swimming ha has some here at Eastern Illinois. So really recruited as a a swimmer and but also played rugby in high school in high school I'm, I'm guessing or at the club level whereas I know some of your teammates when you came here they probably asked you just as well what is rugby what is coach Graziano trying to to rope me into pretty much I, I'd say the vast majority of our team had never played rugby before they got here um, I was one of the few uh, back in high school there was no high school teams I actually played with a men's team um adult men so that was kind of where I got introduced my dad had coached rugby um growing up and so I knew what rugby was and that was kind of my rebellious time was to go hey I want to go play rugby <laughs> and so that was kind of where it started there but you know joining a team where I think of our class I think we had five or six that started and only two of us knew what rugby was before we started here now, for you, the I would I would think from the outside, and I, I watched both of them when you were an athlete here. The mentality, I would say, or the mental approach is you would think is much different swimming and then rugby. And you definitely from a, a physicality standpoint of watching the contact part of it, it's different. Were there approaches that maybe helped you being a swimmer that when you went on the rugby field that helped you be successful and then maybe vice versa? Uh, absolutely. Um, swimming gives you a lot of good cardio and a lot of strength. And that definitely helped on the rugby field of, 
you know, being able to run around nonstop for 80 minutes that I don't think I would have had without the swimming, you know, and then that swimming, you know, definitely helped me prepare for both the track and the, and the rugby. Um, I was joked that my best running times were when I was swimming and my best swimming times were when I was running. They kind of went hand in hand, you know, rugby taught me a tenacity and, you know, being able to put things out of your mind, um, you know, being in swimming and doing the shorter events, you know, you get that lactic acid that builds up and rugby really taught me to power through it because you didn't really have a choice on the field. You were getting hit one way or another. So it really gave me a strength, probably more mentally than physically to, to help me in the pool. Okay. And then with rugby, the other thing that was kind of special during your time here, you already mentioned that Eastern had the first division one intercollegiate team. They played mainly against a lot of club teams. Now the schools that had those club teams were our household names. You guys would play people like Purdue and Illinois and, and, and Penn state, but the momentum, the momentous item from, from that program is Westchester university, which is in Pennsylvania. They created an NCAA team as well. And we were able to host here at Eastern the first NCAA women's intercollegiate game between those two teams. You were part of that. I know the result, not what Eastern wanted. We were on the losing end. But what were the maybe memories you take from that of being able to be part of that? You can't very often at times tell people you were a member of a first of anything. Oh, it, it was great. Um, Coach Garziano really did a very good job of kind of building it up, um, you know, and all the presentations that we had beforehand and really making sure that it was honored, you know, and it was an honor, you know, I know Westchester was very happy as well to kind of be part of it, you know, because it was a historic event. Um, you know, obviously the game didn't go our way, but that it didn't really take away from that privilege of being the first team, you know, and the first one to play. You know, it's easy to say you're the only one, but that doesn't really give you any credence until you've got a second. So it was a good moment in history. I wish we had obviously won, but, you know, that comes with the territory of sports. Now you moved from there and in, in swimming, you had a good bit of success. You're still ranked first in the career top 10 on in the 200 meter freestyle in the career top 10 and, and a couple of the, of the other sprint freestyle events how did you talked a little bit about this already but how did you kind of prepare to be a sprint swimmer is that something that you learned very early on or is that just became a discipline that coach figured out you were the strongest in that um I came into eastern actually as a sprinter um but it I wasn't always I actually was funnily enough a distance swimmer Um, and back when I was younger and then we had a change of coaches and I decided I didn't want to do distance anymore so I told the new coach that I was a sprinter I didn't know what he was talking about (laughs) and so I turned myself into a sprinter and that was kind of where we went Um, and you know I coach Padovan was really good and he actually helped me um, on the relays doing backstroke and I always joke that I'm I can't swim backstroke but I can kick yeah. And that came from the freestyle. And, you know, so that's kind of where that one came from as well. Now for you, one of the the accolades, the highlights in the pool for you is you were the, the Summit League individual champion in the 200 meter. Whether you know this or not, this is one of the things that, that really helps stand out on when we look through the Hall of Fame things. Even through the long history that EIU has had in, in swimming on the women's side, you are still the only female that has ever won an individual championship in the Summit League. 
do you, re I guess, take you back, do you remember that swim? Was there something maybe special about that swim that stands out or is it just one that kind of is mixed in with all the other ones after the years? Uh, no, that one stood out. Um, you know, and part of it actually was that we had never won or there was no girl at the time that had won a championship. And so I remember um, actually Coach Padovan saying it. I think he had mentioned it after the morning. Um, and I went in, I, I think I was actually seated second. I don't think I was seated first going into the final. And so, I, you know, it was one of those things that stuck in my mind of, of all the races I want to win this weekend, this one is it. And so it, it definitely played a big role in it. And I remember swimming and coming back on, I think about the third, third 50. So about halfway through a little over, I went, I think I can do this. And then when going into the last turn, I remember there was a girl about a half a body length in front of me. And I went, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it. And I just put my head down and sure enough, actually had passed her right on the last lap. So it was, it was one that actually stuck out of my head. And still, I carry that one with me to this day. Now, the, the final sport we'll talk about is you, you had success in, in swimming, had success in, in rugby there. The third sport in terms of being an athlete is you ran track, then your, your final year here, or really final semester at Eastern Illinois, we're on the outdoor track team. They stuck you in as an 800 runner. Was that by design? Is that just kind of where they, they figured you could help them or had you run previously maybe in high school and like you said earlier that I'm just going to tell coach this is the event I do um it was actually the coach I, or the event I ran in high school as well okay. um I ran the 800 there um and so that was coach Wallace had actually been bothering me for a couple of years about doing it but you know trying to juggle you know going from rugby to the pool and then trying to ac handle academics on top of it um, and I was a chemistry major too. So they weren't easy classes. You know, I was kind of overwhelmed by the time I got to the spring and I remember coming to me and going, how about this year? And I went, I can do it this year. Yep. And okay. so that was kind of where we went. And, you know, I, because I missed that indoor season, which was where a lot of them prepare, but that overlaps with swimming, you know, we went in with the, the event that I knew I was decent at. Um, I think they put me in a couple 400s, but wasn't fast enough for the 400. So the 800 was kind of the event that shown, and which is funny enough because it's the equivalent of the 200 in the pool. So same, yeah. same mental fortitude. Now you say that, and you had mentioned earlier in, in our conversation, how the swimming had prepared you then to go the 80 minutes that you play on, on the rugby pitch. Did they be going into that senior year? Do you feel like the the swimming also then maybe helped you you missed the indoor season as you as you said but the swimming kind of at least didn't put you completely behind the eight ball in terms of training and conditioning absolutely um you know I was running a little bit you know from rugby you've got to kind of keep running so I would try and run through swim season because that all really did help me in the pool um and so that obviously prepared me I I didn't have the distance that you know, a lot of the track girls had where, you know, you could go out, run five or six miles because I hadn't built that up. So I did a lot of kind of shorter training, but you know, that, that cardio function was there from all the time in the pool. Now, significant in the fact that you joined the team and, and you, this is always something you could tell somebody whether it's actually true or not, we'd have to go back and check, but I know you, you ran the 800, you score points EIU women's track as that year was the first time they had won the team outdoor OVC championship, the first of a couple. 
once again, what was it like being a member of a first and then also realizing that you contributed? It, you, I wasn't just, hey, a member of the team. I actually scored points that made a difference in us getting that title. Oh, I, it was amazing. And the the girls, I really appreciate the fact that they welcomed me with open arms. You know, it wasn't easy because they already kind of had their camaraderie built up. And, you know, here I come kind of walking in what is essentially halfway through their season, you know, and it was an honor to be able to contribute to go, hey, I'm here and I can help. And and that was great. You know, I wish I was able to help more, but I was happy to kind of contribute the points that were needed to win that conference championship. Now you, you encapsulate your kind of career. You went from there. You mentioned you're, you're a chemistry major. That has helped you move on to what you kind of do now for a living. I know you you work in the medical field, are a doctor doing some, some emergency medicine. Is that something you kind of are always planned on at Eastern and the degree led you to that? Or is that, I guess, take us through the steps from when you followed your career as a as an academic and an athlete at Eastern? Um, I... I had an idea that I thought I wanted to go to med school, but I wouldn't say it was confirmed. Um, it was actually not until I hit biochemistry that I really kind of went into the medicine mindset. Okay. Um, so that was kind of what got me started there. Now, I because you're in that field, and I know this is it's been hard on that area. You guys went through COVID, I guess. Kind of, what was, how did you get through that? That experience and I know that's been very hard on people in your profession in particular and have you seen a big turnover or do you kind of feel like that there's maybe light at the end of the tunnel for people in your profession dealing with with that I don't know if there's ever going to be a light at the end of the tunnel um I remember I actually worked in the COVID unit um oh, wow. I started um right at the beginning of of COVID um working in the hospital and that's kind of where I've stayed since um you know and I remember we were you know, it's just going to be a few weeks. It's just going to be a few weeks, a few weeks more. Yeah, maybe a month more. And here we are, what, two years later, and yep. we're still here. Yep. Um, you know, but I, I actually credit Eastern and, you know, being able to juggle, you know, the sports and the academics and just being able to kind of power through and have that resiliency of what's actually gotten me through. Um, I have seen a lot of colleagues quit, um, you know, getting burned out. And, you know, I'm happy to be still doing what I'm doing. And I don't think I would have done it with it hadn't been for the experience that I've had leading up to that. Okay. Now I know originally we listed your high school in Florida. So you'd come to, to Eastern Illinois from Florida. You don't live in Florida now, which is ironic. Some of the other people I know that come to Eastern from warm weather States, they can't wait to hightail it back, especially after going through a winter here, <laughs> you actually now live up in even farther North than, than Illinois what kind of gravitated you to the area where you live at now? Um, I actually came up here for residency and then kind of stuck. Um, you know, it wasn't an easy transition going from Florida to Illinois. Uh, as I found out, I think it was after about the first snowstorm, one of the girls had let slip um, on the swim team that there were bets to see whether or not I would stick it out <laughs> after the first winter. Um, but I did. I made it all the years without complaining too much. So, you know, it, definitely gave me a winter winter blood I suppose thickened it up a little bit okay and now winter is right at home for you I think in in Minnesota if I'm not mistaken uh, Wisconsin Wisconsin now okay um you mentioned already that you guys I know you once we congratulated you on on having the newborn you said you had, had two older children do you guys have have you kind of 
push them towards sports? Will will they be swimmers? Will they be track kids? Or are you going to kind of let them figure that out for themselves? Um, I will let them figure that out for themselves. Um, You know, they'll all learn to swim because I think that's an important life skill. Um, But in terms of kind of team and competitiveness, that's that's really up to them and kind of what they want to do. Okay. And then, as you, we mentioned earlier, you, you swam for, for Coach Padovan. I've had a couple former of his of his former swimmers on it on at different times. Um, Amanda Boss, who I know Matt was might have overlapped, maybe coached you for for a year there um, at the end of, of that time. So you're somewhat familiar with them, but always kind of talk to them a little bit about Coach Padovan. He's kind of a legend in terms of people <laughs> in, the, in the swimming community, kind of a maybe a good memory or a story about swimming for coach Padovan. Oh, I, he was a great guy and he really knew what, what he was talking about. Um, it was, I think probably my first or second year there. I remember at one point going, you know, coach Padovan, I'm getting beat on the flip turns and him going, ah, we didn't have flip turns back when I was swimming. <laughs> <laughs> kind of just laughing, but I mean, he, he took me from, you know, starting out to eventually winning a championship and, you know, my times got faster. So it wasn't just, you know, nothing. He, he definitely helped me to improve. Um, you know, he was a great guy and he knew what he was doing, you know, and I really appreciated that. He really helped out the whole team. Um, he made all of us faster. You know, I think that's a credit to his experience as well because he swam personally too. And then my my kind of other question for you is I, I believe that you're a little bit older than than her maybe by by a two two years or so but Lauren Doyle would have been possibly a teammate of yours I think she might have been coming in as a freshman when you were finishing up on the team but Lauren's been twice now been a member of Team USA is currently on that playing in the Olympics on the world stage what is that what has that kind of been like in terms of being an an honor knowing somebody at that level especially with you, you said your dad coached rugby, so I'm sure that you're still very aware of of that national and that world scene, especially as it has become an Olympic sport. Um, absolutely. I mean, I'm a little jealous in the fact that they didn't have it as an Olympic sport when I was playing. Um, she came a little bit after me, but I, you know, it's awesome having the representation on that essentially international field to know that that's where she originated from. Um, and it's nice to just see rugby as a whole kind of gaining more traction, you know, since I left um, and it was with the start of the Olympics and sevens and, you know, rugby became more of a sport that people understood. So I think it's definitely helped. I wish I had played with her, but I think we crossed paths just, I was graduating when she came in. Okay. That's how I, I wasn't exactly sure on the, on the years there. I knew that there were, there were, there were, it was close and from that standpoint, but, uh, but I think I know that's a, 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 a tight knit community and that you guys would are aware of each other from that mm-hmm. standpoint. Well, Marlise, once again, congratulations on your induction into the athletic hall of fame and for your success during, during your time here as an athlete at Eastern and all the success that you've had post EIU. And we continue, we continue to wish you nothing but success going forward. Uh, thank you very much. It's been a privilege. Wow, <laughs> wow,